Grand Rising, everyone. I like coming to live. Spread and coffee. Got my coffee here. Ammo. <laughs> okay. Let's get started. Um, so, as you know, everything's sporadic with Spirit and Coffee. However, um, really missing doing my Spirit and Coffee. Um, just realized how um, important and significant it is to my world. Um, hopefully, you people who have followed feel the same way. Um, definitely haven't heard it from anybody saying what happened to you or where you at. How come you haven't been getting on? So, you know. It's all good. <laughs> Makes you wonder if you disappeared, would it matter? Um, but regardless, um, um, just wanted to get on here and start sharing because there have been some major transformations in my life. And I think that in that transformation, um, really rediscovering who I am. Um, I think at each pivot or maybe peak in our life, we're kind of looking at who are we, what are we, what do we, we reinvent ourselves over and over and over again. And sometimes we think we know who we are. And we're like, I'm 100% this, this is who I am, this is where I'm going, this is the trajectory I'm on. And then we feel really good about that. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're not that anymore, right? And we're, we're chasing who we are constantly, right? Instead of just being in who we are and really allowing that what is within us to manifest outward. And that's kind of a hard thing to do. So we basically are, you know, trying on different things, seeing what, what fits, see what works. And I've spent a lot of my life doing that, you know, trying different things. Um, one thing that I did that was a core out of my soul was spirit and coffee. It came from my internal essence of wanting to give back to humanity, wanting to support people and, and really help people and guide people into a better life. How do we live a, an abundant, beautiful life? And that's what Spirit and Coffee was about. Like how, That's why it's called Practical Use of Esoteric Wisdom. How do we put these practices into place? Not just talk about them as a concept you know, talk about the beauty and all this and that, but to go through it and we have to go through the fire and part of going through the fire is uncomfortable. And, you know, you see people talking about that now, but in the past, they didn't talk about it. It was like, put, sweep it under the rug, act as though it doesn't exist, you know, and just let it go. Or, you know, if someone was angry, you know, you were wrong for being angry. Um, let's turn that into happiness and joy. Well, yeah, but you've got to allow yourself to go through the process of that. And so it takes time to get there. And we're constantly reinventing ourselves. That's why we have these significant symbols in society like the phoenix. The phoenix rises from the ashes. It burns down. It rises from the ashes. It burns down. It rises from the ashes. And every time it re-rises, it's the same but different. And so that's why that symbology is so important, right? The rise and the fall or the butterfly and transformation, transforming completely into something different, right? The phoenix rises and becomes a phoenix again. The butterfly goes into, um, from a caterpillar into something totally different, 
So, you know, there are times in our life where we're rising in from the ashes and we're the same, but a little bit different. And there's times that we need to go through a metamorphosis, a complete change where we don't even know ourselves anymore. And I think that that happens later on in life. Later on in life, when we sort of have this wisdom, right? We're carriers of wisdom as we get older. We become the carriers of wisdom. And as we carry the wisdom with us, you know, it's time to transform and change. We realize that the old ways don't actually serve us. So how do we shift and change into this new way? How do we become this butterfly? Or how do we become something completely different? And that's hard because then we're sitting there scratching our heads like, who am I? And not only that, but our friends and family are going, who the hell are you? I don't even know you, right? And we're saying, well, I don't even know me. I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, and so we get to those points in our life. And I think that for me, sort of going through that process, right, that metamorphosis into my my adult, really adulthood or later life, right, 40s, they would say that was midlife. Um, but people are living longer. So I have maybe another decade before we can call it midlife. <laughs> but still, you know, in the 40s, um, you're starting to understand things that you didn't when you were younger. You're starting to become more mature. The wisdom that you've held on to, you're carrying the wisdom within you. And now you don't know who you are. Hey, GP man, how are you? You don't know who you are. And you're trying to rediscover yourself. Okay. And in that rediscovery, we start to reshape our life in a whole new way. And it's going to take, yes, I'm well, thanks. Um, it takes a lot of courage to do that because what tends to happen at those pivotal points in our life is that we tend to really have to let go of the old stories, the old narratives. And sometimes we have to let go of family. We have to let go of friends. You know, this life that we built up no longer serves us. And if people aren't along the journey with you and they're going on their own journey, but sometimes we have to let them go. But we're like, man. I've been hanging out with this person since I was a child or we're childhood friends or man, I have a whole family. What do I do? We even have that happen where, you know, I've had people, listeners come in and say, what do I do? I don't, my family and I don't even think the same way anymore. What do I do? How do I get past this? Hey, poetic, how are you? Um, how do I get past this? And, you know, the reality is sometimes we got to let it go and that's hard right? Because we have all of these preconditions pre, um, where we say, oh, no, you have to stay. You have to do this. You have to do that. And so we're struggling against, you know, our soul and what it's calling for. We're struggling to go through the metamorphosis. It's not an easy process. It's not fun. Okay. So in that phase that I've gone through, I have gone through a journey. Um, and that's why I've been off of here because I'm rediscovering, well, who the hell am I, right? Who am I? And really, what do I want to share? Well, spirit and coffee is a part of who I am. Um, but there are some bigger things at play right now for me in terms of where do I want to go and how do I want to give back? How do I want to give back to humanity? What is really inherently inside of me that's calling forth? Now, I um, had this resurgence of um, wanting to do spirit and coffee again. And I even questioned, you know, is this something that I let go of? Because I'm not afraid to let things go. If they need to go, they have to go. But there was this resurgence inside of me. And I was like, you know what? I actually am longing for this again. 
And my soul is saying, okay, well, what can you offer? And that's the question. What do I get to share? Still alchemy, still practical use of esoteric wisdom, but what does it look like now? You know, and part of it is probably sharing, you know, that I have three more quarters left in my master's program. And it's, it's pretty, it's coming to an end where I get to explore and discover and research the things that are important to me. Part of it being something that is very, very, very controversial. I talked about it in my last podcast, which is white supremacy. Now, most people, and I did go into this the other day, most people think white privilege. That's not what I'm talking about. Something bigger at play, right? Because the way that I view the world and what I see happening today and the reason why I feel like all of us are suffering so much and are headed down the road of total destruction of the human species, the human race, right, um, is this archetypal pattern that is trying to manifest. Now, for me to be able to communicate this to my viewers and my listeners, you know, I need to understand it from a language that makes sense. Because what I see in the world may not be how everybody else is seeing it. It's a worldview. It's a paradigm. It's the way that I view the world. And in that worldview, there's language that needs to happen in order for me to explain it to people, for people to understand what I'm saying, right? Now, is there trigger points with it? Absolutely. But there needn't be trigger points with it because really the language that I'm trying to develop and, and the lens that I'm trying to create is a lens of healing for something that's greater, a deeper healing that gets to happen in humanity that we right now don't know how to heal. In fact, we're suffering because of it. And everybody is, even the people who have had privilege from this archetypal pattern, even the individuals. So how do we come together in unity, wholly, fully, and completely without having these dialogues of duality, of us versus them, black versus white, right? where we can come together in unity as a whole human race because we're a human race. Now that's hard because so many individuals have a connection to these, these um, political social views and it's not easy. It's not gonna be an easy dialogue to have, I promise you, because so many people have suffered. And how do we love humanity whole, fully, completely? Think about the, the, you know, the prophets that came before. They loved everyone, no matter what. Yes, they got upset. Um, you know, even in G with Jesus Christ, right? He went in there and he said, you're making a blasphemy of my father's house or whatever the words were. And he threw everything over and he was pissed. But in the end, he still loved the people that crucified him. And he said, forgive them for they know not what they do, because the reality is they were fighting each other. And we are brothers and sisters. And if we can't come to that conclusion and we can't see that, you know, we're just going to repeat the same suffering over and over and over again. Is it easy? No. Are there triggers for me? Yes. I am, you know, Latina and I've come, I've been in a system that didn't serve my particular color or race 
and I shouldn't say color because I myself have privilege because I am very light skinned Latina, but there is on the spectrum of color, there's this thing. So how do we do this and how do I talk about it so that we can heal together? Because this is the bigger narrative that's actually happening. Love is part of religion, but religion is not part of love. Yes, I agree. That's a very good quote and, and I agree. So how do we do this? And it's really hard, right? It's not an easy thing. Um, hello, crazy, um, to talk about. But it's something that I want to talk about, you know, within Spirit and Coffee. And literally, it is the transformation that I had to go through. And I went through a lot, trust me, because part of the transformation was trying to communicate within a system that wasn't there to serve me to begin with, right? The systems aren't there to serve us. So how do we transform within these systems? How do we support the systems to transform and transmute? That's a lot to ask because the systems have been in place forever. <laughs> the, the, the models that we live by are ancient models. And I think that the narrative has been happening for a very, very, very long time. So how do we reshape it? How do we heal from it? How do we heal the consciousness that the narrative that we see happening today? Well, it's going to take a lot of work and it may not happen. That's, I mean, that's the reality. It may not happen, uh, which is kind of sad. Um, but I believe in humanity and I believe there is hope for us. <laughs> I believe in us. I think we could do it. I believe in you guys. Um, and it takes healing at the individual level of course, right? As within, so without, and without us healing these narratives. And I can tell you, it's been a very long journey, very hard for me. It's losing it all to gain it all back. Yeah, we have to lose it all. And that's, I mean, sometimes that's the truth, especially in these narratives and, and humanity losing it all. We're losing. We're not winning this right now. People think we're winning, you know, and I hate to say, I'm gonna throw it out there. Capitalism is killing us. I know people love capitalism, but really capitalism is a self, a human self-serving concept where it doesn't serve nature. It doesn't serve the laws of nature. It serves humanity. And that's kind of a, a dangerous place to be because when we put ourselves at the top, and we say we can do whatever we want. We forget that nature is an interplay between us and them. We need both. And we don't really, I don't think most humans grasp that concept, right? If the bees, and well, they do when nature starts to go south, like when the bees were going away and everybody freaked out or when the ozone layer or when all these very, very tiny things that we need to keep humans alive starts to uh, dwindle away then we start to open our eyes and freak out and panic. But not until then, you know, until then people will say we're the dominion over everything. No, we're not dominion over everything. In fact, everything is interconnected and it's a web and everything's interdependent. And we don't think that, oh, well, I'm just independent. No, you're not, you're, you're not. You need to eat and you depend on the food that's being grown through the earth. So you can't make that statement, it's not true. It's probably one of the most false statements ever. We're not independent. We're depending on everything around us to live, the oxygen, the everything. Without that, humans don't exist. So we have to start to think about it, right? We have to start to understand how to heal this narrative. 
And, and if we say, well, we're going to leave other people behind and it's just for certain people, well, we're just creating the same narrative. There's no healing in that. And it's a hard narrative to heal. Trust me. I have my issues that I have to get over myself and traumas that I have to get over myself. So I'm in that state of mind right now. How do I actually, so there's something, um, there's a model that I'm going to be using um, as I get my PhD. It's called spiral dynamics. If you don't know what it is, go look it up. Um, there are some issues that I have with it, of course, but it's probably the best model I feel to use at this point in time in order to heal consciousness. What it does is it allows us to look at cultural values. If you don't have issues, you are not human. <laughs> I know it's true, right? We cause all our own issues and suffering. It's crazy. But in spiral dynamics, I mean, we could let it go. We could say, screw this. We're just going to let it go. Humanity goes away. The earth will continue, right? And and um, I like what a friend told me, told me once. She goes, you know, Mother Earth... When we're gone, she'll create something to heal the planet. It may not be a beautiful creature or a creature we think is lovely, but she'll create something. And it's true. If you think about it, when we have radiation um, and, and everything's radioactive, we mutate into something different. And we may not think it's pretty, but whatever's mutating is trying to heal because that's the balance of life. It's to heal or regenerate whatever whichever one you want to say it's to regenerate or reheal and so but whatever is created may not be what we think is beautiful but mother earth is like i don't care i'm going to create what i need to in order to heal myself and so and so we see that right which is pretty pretty cool everything heals with time exactly so with humanity, though, we tend to make the weirdest choices ever, and we don't learn, and I don't know why that is, but it is what it is, um, and we think we're so awesome when we're really just making a mess of things sometimes. <laughs> so um, in Spiral Dynamics, um, I am going to be looking at how do we heal the archetype of white supremacy? Not an easy topic. I'm pretty sure that people are not going to be very happy with what I have to say, perhaps, or even, you know, who knows? It's going to cause controversy, but it's there to heal the narrative. And I'm saying it from a place of love, kindness, and compassion, not a place of right and wrong, bad, good, more of how do we heal together? Because this narrative, if we continue with uh, this narrative, it's become toxic. And that toxicity that is, is sort of radiating throughout the entire planet right now is gonna be our damnation. And that, that's just the way it is because it's guised as capitalism. Capitalism says I can do whatever I want without any repercussions. And that's not the case. So it's time to rethink. Now, I don't know what we put in its place. I don't have any political views. People think, well, what about them? It's not about a, po a political view. It's about opening our eyes to new ways of developing uh, the way that we operate and move through systems, okay? Maybe getting more back to a nature way of being. We had these individuals in life that were amazing. Tesla was one of them, right? Who said, hey, free energy. And they said, no, capitalism. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was all these ideas and people still have them today and they get shut up because people are, some people can become very, very greedy or power hungry or their fear of losing their position or titles or privilege or whatever it is, they become fearful and then they act, they, temper tantrums is really what they do. They kind of revert back to children and act a little bit crazy if you, if you want to look at it that way. And adults acting like temper tantrums, not cute. So how do we heal that? <laughs> well, we may not. Who knows? You know, some people were written to be that way. So anywho, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm up to. Um, so much, so many other things have shifted and changed and so much transformation has happened in my life um, during this time. But, you know, with Spirit and Coffee, as I start the new quarter for my classes, um, I'm going to be taking, um, you know, some psycho-spiritual class. So maybe be sharing some of that, reading up on spiral dynamics, sharing more about that, and then diving really deep into James Hillman's work. I've been taking a break. It was a well-deserved, needed break for a while. Um, and I'm actually recreating my life into something different, which is another topic, right, that I can talk about. How do you get closer to your authentic self, doing authentically what you love. It takes you actually going through the fire and letting go of stuff. And so I've redeveloped my life all over again, which I do. This is something you can see through time if you watch Spirit and Coffee, that I constantly break down and rebuild, break down and rebuild. And that's what a Mason does, okay? That's why they called it Masonic Principles, because if you know how to mold your life, if you know how to break down structures, build structures and rebuild them, then you you understand masonry. It's chiseling out the pieces that don't need to be there, extracting the pieces that don't need to be there so that you end up with a masterpiece. OK, so it's letting those things go. And that's kind of where I'm at. I've chiseled out my life a little closer to what makes sense for me. And Spirit and Coffee has always made sense for me. So it's a part of me that I won't let go of. It's not, it's it's part of the, the stone itself. So, and then chiseling out the other pieces so that I can live closer to my life and do what I love in terms of work, right? That's another big piece. So Something else I'll probably share is how do you get to doing what you love? Not everybody gets to do what they love for work, but not everybody's willing to let go of what they don't like. See, they're stuck. It's scary, right? So there you have it. Um, I love you guys so much. Um, I will be back, of course. Um, and you guys have the most magnificent day ever. I guess it's Monday, right? Oh, today's Tuesday. I don't even know what days are anymore. <laughs> Have a great Tuesday. And, um, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you missed me. <laughs> I'm like, does anybody care? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I'm also going to be starting another podcast, totally different topic um, with my nephew. It's going to be called Fat Kid Syndrome, which I think is pretty hilarious because of my transformation with weight and stuff and he, his transformation. Um, and so kind of a, a, a different take on, on my personality, I'm sure. But he was like, auntie, you're just like very serious all the time. I said, I'm not going to be serious if it's 
you know, a topic that's not serious, but, you know, I have a mature audience. I told him <laughs> spirit and coffee. It's for a mature audience. You know, I don't think, you know, 16 year olds are going to be watching me um, or listening. Maybe, but I highly doubt it. You know, it's usually older, you know, generation, but um, I told him I'll be fun. So we'll see how that one goes. That's going to be done on anchor. Um, and, you know, I think it's going to be a little bit more lighthearted in terms of, you know, what it's like to, to stay healthy and strong. Um, uh, okay. Once I have it, I'll send the link. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because I, you know, I've lost, I lost like 60 some pounds. I was always chunky my whole life. And I use the principles that I use in, in what I teach you guys to actually, get where I needed to go with my health. So you can transform anything using these practices. Spiritual alchemy is the way. Well, Kung Fu is the way, but Kung Fu is spiritual alchemy in motion. So there you go. Um, but it is. So that's why I teach it because it gets you results. And that's what we're interested in, right? Um, we're interested in seeing results. I'm interested in seeing results. Like I'm not going to just talk about concepts and I don't just, I preach what I practice. I, I won't practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. So I put things to play to see if they work. And then I talk about them rather than saying, Hey, try this, see what happens. You know? Um, so I kind of, I put myself through the fire before I share. Um, and you know, and that's sometimes why I go silent too, because I'm going through the fire and I'm trying to figure things out. And then when I do, I'm like, okay, there it is. Now I have something to share. Now I have gone through the fire and shared going through the fire as well. Like, here's what's going on. Everything's coming down, <laughs> burn to the ground, break it all apart and then reconstruct. Okay. So I'm at a reconstruction phase right now. I broke everything down, reconstructing and this new development, this new reconstruction of me is closer to the authentic self. It's closer to who I am as a person at this point in my life. So um, I can share that with you guys. And I think that's what I'd like to share with you guys coming up. So we'll see when I get on here. Maybe I'll start getting up super early again. I think I'm going to start that again. I started sleeping in late and everything just changed. I'm telling you, my whole life was like turned upside down. Um, so hopefully I can start getting up early and doing spirit and coffee in the morning. And then I have a regimen and, and it'll be great. Okay. So I love you guys. Have a good day and I will be seeing you soon. Bye-bye.